from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. And welcome. It's Radio Night Live. He's Imran Ansari. I'm Kevin McCullough. Big, big legal night on tap for tonight. There's a lot of development in the Trump stuff. We're going to deal with some of that. There's a big, very... I don't know, frightening case that had a conclusion come to an end up in New Hampshire today. We'll talk about that a little bit. I mean, it's just the the basics of the story just are creepy. Uh, And of course, Esquire etiquette before we're done. Imran will share with us some things to do to keep us legally safe and sound. But now armed with only a cup of smoking hot Joe in my brand new That Kevin Show mug. Isn't that hey. a nice mug there, Imran? It it is. I I need to get you and Arthur a a complimentary set of mugs. Um, Trump, Trump, Trump. Uh, Nikki Haley said it in a stop yesterday. He's had a judgment against him here. He's had another judgment against him here. He's going to spend all of the months of March and April and May in the courtroom. And you should vote for me on Saturday because I'm not. And I don't think it's having any impact because uh, his numbers keep going up in South Carolina. But I did have a couple of questions. Um, I saw in the news coverage, I think it was yesterday, um, that Letitia James has set or, or the judge or somebody set a, a, a price that Donald Trump has to pay before he can appeal the verdict of the first round of trial, in which I, I was not familiar with that process. And it sounded a little bit odd to me. But uh, Imran, I'm sorry, you are the preeminent criminal and civil litigator on this show. Uh, why? Why is she saying that? Sure. So there is a sizable judgment now that Donald Trump is facing after this trial. Of course, this what, was, you don't have 350 million laying around <laughs> No, well, you know, in my piggy bank, right? You know, <laughs> in pennies. But, you yeah, know, so the uh, you know, he's facing this judgment. You could already you already know that it's going to be attacked on appeal and it's going to be uh, his lawyers are going to look at this. It's a judgment not coming from a jury, but from Judge Engron from this bench trial. They're going to be saying it's excessive and it's uh, punitive rather than, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, and, you know, they're going to attack it and they're going to take it up on appeal. But before they can do that, um, they're going they can't just say, all right, we're going to hit the pause button. The courts are going to agree. All right. They're going to uh, Trump is going to appeal this. Let's uh, give him some time. He doesn't have to pay up. It doesn't work that way. Uh, If he's going to want to sort of stay the paying of the entire judgment while he appeals the verdict. Who wouldn't? uh, That would be, that's how I would want to do it. That, you know, a lot of clients come in when they're facing a judgment uh, and they talk to me and say, Aaron, well, we know we're going to appeal, right? How we, you know, why do I have to pay this now? Um, Well, you do have to pay it or you could post a bond with the court. Now, uh, I was talking to someone about what percentage, you know, are you going to be uh, putting up in a case like this in order to uh, post the bond and not pay the full amount while you appeal? Uh, you know, we're talking about 10 percent, you know, various percentages. But I no, no, no. It's a whopping 120 percent uh, oh. upwards of the, the entire uh, judgment there. So that's not, you know, that even that alone is a, that's a half billion dollars. Exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're talking about a lot of money, uh, but the just to get to clear his name now, he'll get it all back. But just to get to clear his name because of the circus sideshow that Engeron and the, you know, Trish Albert and all those people down there were, you know, doing and and they've got to they they've he has to pay even more than what they decided, at least temporarily. 
he can he pledge that in assets or stocks or i mean is there anything is, is it, you know, collateral I mean, you know collateral could be properties that he's putting up uh you know in terms of uh to satisfy that okay so it's like monopoly he can take one of his buildings that's worth a billion dollars and say uh here's the deed you get to hold it until we're done with the appeal and then right there okay yeah you know uh, he, so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to necessarily liquidate and then turn cash over he can property you know assets you know it doesn't have to be liquid and he's not he doesn't even need to write a check per se uh you know to the court but if he had that and we know he does have significant assets uh he may be able to satisfy that well he's uh, got six or seven buildings over there on the west side highway <laughs> that are right. all probably worth a billion each so you know one of those the, the it's like monopoly to him you know okay done I, i've done this now you hold that until i get to pass go and then get you in the next round right and it's going to be attacked this amount right because uh even just from a standpoint uh, of looking at this uh, you know as a verdict that came down after a trial uh after the evidence was heard you're getting uh, a feel that it's more uh, it's an excessive verdict how was this number reached that's going to be looked at and the well, before the before they get to the number though and you're the I, I i want you to be i want you to play trump's um civil litigator here for a second do you challenge this case on the substance at at the appellate level do you go after the fact that there was no victim do you go after the fact that the supposed victims all testified on behalf of the plaintiff what what is your strategy imran ansari if you're advising uh, 45 tonight what do you attack first the verdict or or the or the entire case because it seems to me he doesn't care about the excessiveness of the of the punishment he thinks it's unjust to even have the verdict fall the way that it did you're attacking the evidentiary rulings during uh the trial you're attacking uh so you have a long list and you're just yeah, working it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah because you're going to hit all the points all the objections that you had uh, preserved during the course of trial, the evidentiary uh, issues, you know, if the judge, so the judge, it's a bench trial. So the judge was the judge and the jury here. Uh, so, it, you know, it lends itself that, you know, the evidentiary rulings were even, you know, very important here because uh, he's sort of the gatekeeper for himself. And if you're able to attack, <laughs> he, said, evidence he that was tells consistent. himself what evidence to look at and not look at. Exactly. And, you know, in a jury trial, you have the buffer, right? You'll have arguments outside the presence of the jury. So the jury isn't prejudiced by uh, certain evidence that they may not be allowed to see later. And in a bench trial, um, the judge has the responsibility or should be able to put on blinders and evidence that's decided, you know, excluded. Uh, somehow they need to not factor that in when rendering the decision and the verdict. Judges can do that uh, in, in cases, and but this case, uh, there's other aspects that obviously his uh, defense team are gonna be attacking, whether it was politically motivated, were, you know, were uh, some of the decisions motivated not by, uh, you know, the law or, or the rules of evidence, but, you know, animus between uh, the judge or the other attorneys and uh, Donald Trump. There's going to be a lot of areas for his attorneys to look at this and attack it. And now the astronomical verdict there uh, will sort of add fuel to the fire. Isn't the verdict the being this big? I mean, because it's already, I mean, Engeron has become a cartoon to certain aspects of the media. They just think he's a joke. Um, Letitia James has taken on a personality that is less than serious because of the because of the the nonsense of this proceeding. Serious, serious lawyers, yourself included, that I've spoken with have said this is one of the weakest, lamest, craziest cases I've ever seen brought. Like uh, the kind of befuddlement of the of the professional legal expertise, you know, just in general, kind of um, does the verdict kind of add like a buffoonish clown face to the whole thing because it's like yeah the keystone cops ran around and you know <laughs> beat up on the guy and then and then they just did this big you know honking clown horn at the end and there's the verdict i mean let's take a break but i want to i want to come back and um maybe i'm just looking at it from the wrong perspective we'll, we'll come right back 
Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve Achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to christianheadlines.com. Log on to christianheadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is $79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the mypillow six pack towel sets take it from charlie kirk as i read this new york times article so i read the new york times so you don't have to Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app. At AM 970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at AM 970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Charlie Kirk sees more looking down on the voters. Tom Tillis, our base cannot possibly know what's at stake at the level that any well briefed U.S. senator should know about what's at stake if Putin wins. You're, you guys are just too stupid, is what Tom Tillis is saying. You know, all of you that send emails and make phone calls that pay your taxes, just stop trying. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, we're what back. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. It's Radio Night Live uh, here on AM 970, The Answer. So glad to have you with us on Legal Night. Imran Ansari, uh, we're breaking down the uh, verdict in the uh, civil trial that uh, Donald Trump was put on, a $355 million verdict for, in essence, uh, making good on loans that he took out, paying everything back on time with interest <laughs> to the letter of the law in terms of the contract. Uh, remind me again what the actual crime here was. I'm, I was having a hard time remembering that. Yeah, Kevin, not a, you know, uh, not a crime, but a a allegation of of uh, uh, you know, civil, civil damages. Yeah, civil unlawfulness, which was inflating you know net worth and inflating uh, property values. 
in order to uh, induce banks to uh, issue loans um, and basically, you know, cooking the books in a sense uh, in order to get, you know, money and loans and things like that, inflating value of the business, uh, which would have run afoul of certain laws on the civil side. But, not but loans, pay- loans that he did pay back with interest and on time, right, according to the is- contract. Yeah, which is why the verdict itself, right, when you got $355 million uh, in fines, it's basically a fine, right? Right. Versus zero dollars, in essence, uh, of actual damages, it's going to raise, you know, eyebrows as to um, why that monstrosity of a number is being issued here. Have you ever seen this? Just pausing right here. Have you ever seen someone that ended up with zero damages against whoever they supposedly defrauded i mean they there was no harm determined have you ever seen somebody still be found civilly liable for something when when literally zero damages are incurred i is that a common thing does it happen it's it's not common but if there's a penalty if there's a fine which is what we're seeing here uh, and, uh, you know, if, if at trial has been established and that's what um, has happened right now, if you're looking at this case right now, there is a trial verdict that has led to the judge coming to this decision uh, to impose this amount of money of a fine or penalty uh, on Trump. Um, it can happen to this degree. It's 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 large. It's excessive. No, but I mean, even I in smaller good. situations, let's say a case one tenth the size or, or one twentieth. Have you ever seen a situation where someone's been held civilly liable for hurting someone in which no injury was incurred? I mean, is it is because that doesn't even seem logically possible. It's like math that doesn't add up in some ways. Well, but there's, you know, when there's penalties, right, for breaking the law, uh, and it's not necessarily, hey, I've taken this amount of money or I've appropriated this amount of money or fraudulently induced someone to invest this money, uh, and that's what I'm, I'm paying back. But if there's, if there's a structure where uh, there is a penalty comprised of fines, uh, which will go to the state, right, this isn't going in anyone else, anyone's pocket a private citizen or anything like that it's going to be going back to the state their penalties right um so yes that can happen to a a a smaller degree i just have you ever handled a case where there were zero zero losses and yet uh, the person was found liable no but but you know we have to think about what's going on here this is a corporate uh, case in essence, right? Donald Trump is liable here because he is, in essence, the principal of of the Trump organization. So it's a it's a it's a penalty against a company. If you run afoul of the law and you're found at trial to be liable for that, you're going to get hit with a penalty. That's that's what the law is here for. We're looking at it for Donald Trump right now. Right now, as it exists, Judge Engeron, after a trial, has decided that Donald Trump. The Trump Organization has run afoul of the laws of New York State in the way they conducted business and has issued a verdict and a judgment uh, of, of a penalty. It's a penalty. It's a fine for breaking breaking uh, the law as it related to the way he conducted business. It's not a it's not someone personally being compensated. It's like you run a, a red light, right? You know, you 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 run a uh, you speed. The state's going to fine you. So in yeah, there, you've actually broken the the law of speeding or of and that's why red light. right now, as it as we sit here, Trump has broken the law pursuant to this verdict from Judge Engera. What? If okay, you, so what was the specific? It, what this is the most enlightening conversation I've had on this case, and I wish that um, uh, I wish that more people would have it. What was the specific law that he broke? It. Running afoul of New York State law as it relates to banking, uh, loans from getting loans from banks, fraud essentially, right? He was well, that's what they accused him of. But then the banks came and said he didn't defraud us. We we did our own due diligence. We thought, and look, banks do this all the time they'll take your credit record and they'll take my credit record and they'll say, Oh, Imran makes more money. Um, 
Kevin's paid his mortgage perfect for the last, you know, 40 years. Imran makes more money. Um, we're going to give a loan to both of them, but it's on different criteria. And it'll, and, and they use risk assessment and they, they use due diligence. I'm just having a hard time. If justice is really objective and it's like, well, the loan, the loan that was given to Imran is not the same uh, criteria as to why the loan would be given to Kevin because Kevin doesn't make as much money, but Imran makes more money. But Kevin has a good payment record, and so maybe the bank thinks he's still just as good of a risk, even though he makes less income. They can choose They can choose the criteria by which they accept the loan application, and they can always decline the loan application. So at what point does the law reach in there and say, no, your risk assessment for your loan approval, Trump ran, Trump cheated you, he defrauded you in that, when another bank may have just declined the application because they were like, I don't know if the assets are really what, what, what they claim. And, and banks make their own assessment of what the assets are worth. Right. But there's, there's certain, Kevin, there's certain laws, right? Like that, let's just think about financial crimes and things like that. Um, you could run afoul of the SEC, right? You could run afoul of the FCC. You could, you know, there's certain, whether it be agency, what, the verdict here, and I keep saying, as of now, he may be able to uh, get it, uh, take it up on appeal, get the verdict overturned. But we're we're talking about how could he be facing this penalty, right? It's a penalty. It's not compensatory, right? So, like, I think we're. Let me explain this, right? There's compensatory damages, which goes to compensate an agreed someone who would be agreed, party, right? Got it. Whether it be, and it doesn't need to be a person. It could be a corporation. It could be an entity. It could be a bank, right? Uh, which would be a, in essence, a bank, a corporate entity. But that would be criminal. See, no, if it was not, fraud on not. a criminal. No, not at all. Compensatory damages aren't in criminal cases. They're in civil cases. So when I go into court and I'm looking for damages for my client, I will articulate the different damages I'm looking for. You know, I'll, I'll say to the jury, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to, you know, you should award my client two million in compensatory damages for the harm that they suffered uh, and their loss. And then you prove that through the evidence that you bring. Right. But then okay. there's hold others. On, hold on. Pick up on this point when we come back. Got to take a break. We have to pay our own bills. We can't defraud people here either. <laughs> Stay with us. Keith Peters reporting defense lawyers say a former FBI informant accused of lying about a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving President Biden and his son Hunter and purportedly having links to Russian intelligence has been taken back into the custody of U.S. Marshals. Alexander Smirnov's arrest comes two days after a judge released him as he awaits trial on charges that he lied to the FBI. More in vitro fertilization providers in Alabama have paused parts of their treatment after the state Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are legally considered children. Alabama Fertility Services said in a statement Thursday that has made, it has made the impossibly difficult decision to hold new IVF treatments due to the legal risk to our clinics and our embryologists. On Wall Street, the Dow by 456 points. This is SRN News. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I hope you'll join me on a cruise to Alaska over 4th of July. It will be an adventure of a lifetime. Book your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or online. Just go to PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM 970, TheAnswer.com.
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of of South Coast Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. (laughs) So tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. We're back. It's uh, legal night and I have my pen and paper out. I'm taking notes because I'm getting schooled in the uh, in the education of uh, civil litigation on the Trump case and what's happened here. Imran Ansari, our uh, dutiful professor tonight, per usual. And you asked me during the break, Imran, to really let you break this down because I, I, I have been peppering you with questions. So I'm going to let you go ahead and and uh, explain the rest of it. Sure. So, you know, there's different areas of damages or um, categories of damages that you could receive in a civil case. Uh, and I was talking about compensatory damages. Now, let's say these banks came in and said, listen, we, 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 we gave him this loan. He defaulted on the loan. We gave him this loan under fraudulent circumstances. He said that he had all this net worth. We were, we were lulled into this sense that, our, you know, that he wouldn't default on a loan and we were safe. Right. Um, and in that situation, the bank lost a tremendous amount of money. And then Judge Angeron in this, you know, this trial said, OK, I'm going to award, you know, Chase Bank. I'm just making up a bank. Right. Cause right. Bank came to my mind. Chase Bank, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, this amount, you know, 30 million dollars for in compensatory damages for loan A. Right. That would be compensatory. There is recognizing that the bank. Uh, suffered a loss and were compensating the bank. Here, I don't believe there was anything like that, right? Like we were talking about that no bank actually suffered any monetary harm because of this, right? So now you're looking at the damages. Well, the opposite. They came in singing his praises. Now you're looking at the damages here uh, that were rendered or or issued by Judge Angeron as a penalty. So they're they're of a punitive nature. And I believe Judge Angeron said something in some in substance that, you know, this number sort of indicates, uh, you know, that if, if without this, Donald Trump and his organizations may carry on with fraudulent activities and things like that. Um, but oh, so he's even that, advertising that he's trying to cripple him. Well, it, yeah, it's 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 a it's a, a penalty. Right. And And if anything, if Donald Trump's legal team are appe- appealing this verdict by saying that he essentially did not get a fair trial before this judge. And now the same judge 
renders a $355 million penalty, right? So exactly, he's not basing that number on any hard you know, number of a bank saying we lost this and, and right. he's saying, okay, let me give that back to them. Let me give that back to that bank. Let me give back this back to that person who may have invested. You know, he's doing it purely on a penalty basis. That's gonna give that argument that he didn't get a fair trial, perhaps before the appellate court, more weight because now you have the 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 knife at the end of this trial by the same judge who heard the evidence who's sitting as judge and jury rendering this astronomical verdict that could run afoul of due process in the constitution now it's giving weight that maybe you know that this was a penalty or, or a, you know a, a number that was set to penalize donald trump not on dollars and cents you know and hard uh dollars and cents put on pen and paper that you could say, okay, that's why that number's there, but rather to penalize him uh, and add weight to their argument that this was more of a politically motivated uh, litigation rather than that based under the law. So let me ask, so how much does it, how much weight does it add to the argument that uh, Letitia James um, came in asking for um, $270 million and he ballooned it up to 355 like that's another 85 million dollars that he added just and sh sh the the prosecutor wasn't even looking for it yeah i mean you whenever that happens it's always interesting because you always expect the uh, litigant whether you're a prosecutor in a criminal trial asking for you know uh, 25 to life or whatever you know sentence you're asking for after trial for your against the defendant or you're a civil plaintiff coming in and suggesting either to the jury when there's a jury trial like ladies and gentlemen we we uh think that 30 million is fair and just compensation in this case right or to a judge saying we believe this is the number that would adequately penalize or you know or uh be the fine against mr trump and his his organization um it's always interesting whether the jury comes back with more or in like in this case a judge comes back with more right you know because you expect the litigant who has brought the case in this case the ag's office letitia james to ask for the man asking for more than what the judge or 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 you know is going to render or a jury would render so it's interesting and yeah that may again add fuel to the argument that says this was an excessive verdict and penalty that was rendered after an unfair trial and i'm sure they're going to be putting that in their appellate paper that's going to be interesting well there's a lot still to watch on that including uh letitia james now saying she's going to try to seize the assets uh which is um a whole nother chapter of drama so we'll have uh, more to talk about i'm sure here on legal night he's imran i'm kevin stay here For 25 years, Invite Health has been leading the way in wellness with our extensive line of dietary supplements. With our brand new state-of-the-art website, we now offer new everyday low prices. Save even more with our brand new subscription plan. Stay tuned to learn about new and exciting offers and services. Remember, free shipping on orders over $35. We have made it our business to support you in your health journey. From everyday health tips to detailed genetic testing, Invite Health has a team of experts to help you achieve your health goals. Reach out to us now to speak to one of our nutrition experts or to schedule a consult by calling 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Contact Invite Health today to learn more about getting healthy and staying healthy. 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. 
Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Journey with me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and my friend and colleague Mike Gallagher on the Patriots Alaska Cruise this summer. An incredible opportunity to engage with other like-minded patriots on an epic seven-day cruise over Fourth of July weekend. Witness the untouched wilderness of Alaska over pristine water, all while celebrating America's past and future. June 29th to July 6th. Call 855-565-5519 or go to PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very hey. fortunate to have a great American story, hey. Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Unity Bank is dedicated to community-oriented banking and offers a full range of services including business and personal accounts, business loans, and mortgages. Unity has locations throughout New Jersey and in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, expanding its footprint to 21 retail locations. If you're a small business owner, you know how frustrating it is to be a nobody at the big banks. You should be banking at a community bank like Unity. You can have a personal relationship with the president and CEO, my good friend Jim Hughes. Jim asks that you call him directly at 908-713-4306. 908-713-4306. Or send an email to james.hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, at unitybank.com, and Jim will get right back to you. You can't get this type of service at the big banks. Visit unitybank.com. FDIC-insured equal opportunity employer and equal housing lender. Unity Bank, growing with you. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Welcome back. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Shifting gears a little bit, uh, Imran, there was a verdict rendered earlier today in what, and I had not read about this case, but it was really a heart-wrenching kind of story out of New Hampshire, uh, where the father of a child, and and it's kind of inexplicable how he had custody of the child, um, was found guilty of the murder of that child, but he he had left the child hidden after she had died for like two years or something like encased her in lime to stop the smell from coming up. And now he's been sentenced. What's, what's going on the latest on that? Sure. Yeah. No, we're talking about the, um, uh, the case out of New Hampshire, which is Adam Montgomery was the defendant in that case. Uh, and his daughter who was five years old when she, she died, when she was now established, killed by her father, uh, was then, you know, hidden. The body was hidden. This was a, a case that, uh, capture the headlines. Whenever you have uh, a deceased child where the, the parents or a parent is a defendant or suspect, it really captures the headlines. And this is also one of those tragic cases uh, where you have a just a five-year-old um, killed by their father. Uh, but yeah, he concealed the body, he hid the body, um, and uh, now he's going to be, he's convicted, second-degree murder, and I'm imagining he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail. How does it, how does it go second degree? I mean, the the events of of her death were pretty brutal. He he evidently had beaten her, but then he goes to a fast food restaurant and eats fast food in the front seat of the car while she's languishing in the back seat in the car seat. Yeah, and eventually expires there, and then that's when he goes into this weird series of events where he seeks to hide her body and um, all the rest of this. How does this not add up to murder one? So murder one, uh, they probably didn't have premeditation, right? You know, the, uh, if this was a, an incident oh, where blaming it on the, the substances that he was ingesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the premeditation there uh, or cer- certain other aggravating factors to b- bringing up to murder one, you're going to get, murder uh, in the second degree. 
which is still going to get you potentially life in jail, right? right. So, you know, um, you know, if the, if he had calculated, you know, I'm going to kill Little Harmony today, and and the evidence established that there was premeditation and planning like that, you could get murder one. But, uh, but doesn't that almost doesn't that almost wander into that territory if she's in the back seat, um, dying from her injuries, and he's sitting there eating a burger? I mean, that's depraved. And I think it, you, you know you could have essentially uh, uh, second. Well, we would be second degree depraved indifference to human life. But like you know, if you're, it could add to the sentencing factors, right? That you know that just the fact that he was so cold and callous, but uh, you know, a second degree murder would be something like she's acting up. I you know, uh, and I start hitting uh, the daughter. You know, and the father is is saying something. You know, as his defense, something like that. It doesn't take away from this a heinous crime, but. Something a scenario like that would be second degree murder. Okay, there's another story out of New York um, that is developing a brew between Arizona and New York City. Uh, Arizona is wanting uh, Alvin Bragg to extradite an accused murderer, um, but um, Alvin Bragg's refusing to do so, um, and that's causing the Maricopa County Attorney. Rachel Mitchell uh, to, you know, respond to that. Uh, she's trying to extradite a career criminal, 26-year-old Rod Almansuri, uh, who was also wanted uh, in New York for the alleged killing of a sex worker. But but Bragg doesn't want to send him to Arizona because he says those charges are soft and he's he's wanted for a murder here. What's what should happen there? Yeah, no. So um, he's in Arizona. Uh, he's in custody in Arizona, Kevin and. Uh, the uh, uh, Maricopa County attorney, Rachel Mitchell, is saying that they won't extradite him back to New York. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I've got it backwards. Yeah. In order to face charges here for that murder uh, in that Soho hotel of the uh, the sex worker. Um, well, might he face tougher charges in Arizona for this for the, the minor crimes than he will in Bragg's court? <laughs> I think that's what the criticism is from Maricopa County uh, uh, attorney which, you know, would be his equivalent over in Maricopa County. I think the message she's saying uh, or trying to send is that she feels that Alvin Bragg and the... He's uh, likely to walk if he comes here. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I think, so all my criticism of bail reform, I think this one would actually be a bail-eligible offense. And if it comes to the point where we're legislating against, uh, you know, bail for someone who's accused of a murder like this, then we got real problems, Kevin. So, well, aren't there aren't there provisions in the bail reform law that allow for manslaughter or different degrees of of killing that are man in the manslaughter range to be um, bail free? I thought when the original legislation went through, that maybe they reformed it and those are no longer in there. But I thought at least second or third degree manslaughter was in there somewhere. Um, more interesting question to me: uh, when you have a county in Arizona and a county in new york vying for the right to basically do justice to a criminal who wins that fight is it is possession nine-tenths of the law we got him we keep him uh who decides that it well you it would be a challenge in court right so you're looking uh to to extradite the you typically it's it's a friendly procedure between the states right like obviously it's not here you know we which is why i think this is capturing some headlines not only the uh the nature of the crime uh and the criminal and and his, sometimes you'll have uh you know various jurisdictions for someone who has committed serious crimes vying to prosecute and jail that person first but uh you know it's not necessarily an adversarial process when both states agree that they have a, a a bad person in their custody they're often you know acknowledging each other's right to prosecute that person for crimes committed in their jurisdiction uh and it's usually without criticism like what we're seeing here so it's interesting to see uh two very different jurisdictions when you look at the uh the political spectrum 
um, and uh, the criticism from one to another and saying, hey, no, we're not going to send him back because we're afraid you're going to go soft on him. That's that is rather remarkable, I would say, on many different levels. Um, all right. When we come back, uh, it's time for Imran to give us a little Esquire etiquette for the night. I've already learned a ton of stuff tonight. I don't know about you, uh, but uh, that continues when we do. In just a moment. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is 79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only 39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the my pillow six pack towel sets Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn. They went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity. And by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees. And now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month, receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to putanesca and of course their fresh marinara they're family owned and operated it's authentic everything is made completely from scratch even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide they make it right there at michaels of brooklyn visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com join their sauce of the month club that's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations that's 718-988-7851 michaels of brooklyn serving the community since 19 Hey everybody, Charlie Kirk here. You've heard me talk about Rough Greens and how it literally is helping thousands of dogs feel better and live longer, including my dog, Mr. Briggs, who loves it. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, who created Rough Greens, is also an Airborne Ranger, a Green Beret, and Vietnam-era helicopter pilot. An amazing background. But he also loves dogs so much that he's now totally committed to helping as many dogs as he can, because he knows that dogs need nutrition too. You've heard me say that dog food is dead food, but Rough Greens has essential vitamins and minerals, Omega oils, digestive enzymes, probiotics, and plenty of antioxidants. Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it to get back their energy, improve their elimination, and get rid of the itching and scratching and bad breath. Get your free jumpstart trial bag and all you have to do is cover the shipping. That's right. All you have to do is cover the shipping and you don't have to change your dog's food. Just add a small scoop of Rough Greens every day. Go to roughgreens.com slash Kirk. That is R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Kirk. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Final few minutes of Legal Night, and I meant to lead off the show with this, and I forgot to, but I want to say thank you to Nassau County uh, Executive Bruce Blakeman for uh, issuing an edict today that is going to prevent any um, women's sports teams from using any of their facilities in the county if they are allowing uh, competition between what should be exclusively girls teams with girls teams that have biological males on them but good on him for for standing up for our girls tonight all right imran it's esquire etiquette time what you got for us okay so i'm gonna you know bounce off one of the topics tonight and that's if you uh, are facing a judgment uh don't get fined 355 million (laughs) hopefully not 355 million and then a few other millions from other cases right so you know you're not if you're facing a judgment uh whether it be you know you defaulted on uh a a case you know you know or you're in collections you just don't have the money to pay a bill um let's just say you have no health insurance and you got medical treatment and you can't pay 
the bill and now it's in collections. Uh, and next thing you know, there's a judgment against you. Well, you know, you should discuss that with an attorney. Uh, of course, you know, if you're, if, you, if you're in a position where you can't satisfy a judgment due to uh, money means, then uh, you may not be able to retain an attorney. But in the case you, you, you can, certainly speak to an attorney because they may be able to assist you in sort of mitigating the judgment against you, challenging the judgment against you, because uh, there's sometimes legal means to do so, and also vetting it for some unscrupulous collections processes, which now there's some legislation that, co you know, collections needs to follow a certain path and abide by certain rules under the law uh, and not harass someone or, or do things like that. So it's best if you're facing a judgment, a money judgment, um, and you have defaulted on something or something to that effect that you consult with an attorney who could guide you through the process and, and give you your options. Well, that sounds uh, pretty uh, common sense. Again, though, if you don't have the money to pay the bill to begin with, uh, how do you retain an attorney that can argue that for you? Where uh, That seems, um, I don't know, um, difficult at best. Yeah, but but there's uh, I can tell you, I have uh, a few clients who are facing money judgments and we're doing a lot to sort of uh, look at their assets and then negotiate uh, with the a payment plan. Yeah, a, with the creditor, how to leave some money in the pocket of our clients, uh, also to pay our legal fees, uh, and uh, you know, while also mitigating the amount that they're facing. Well, that's why I just think that the guys at ABK are the best in the business. Uh, in fact, I was just having dinner last weekend with uh, Dr. Laura Purdy, who's commonly known as America's favorite doctor. She started the largest virtual doctor's clinic in the country with over 3,700 doctors in her network um but she's always the target people are always targeting her because of her success and i said you know if uh, if you if you run into trouble in new york uh, my my guys arthur and imran over at the abk they're the ones to uh to be in touch with and i, I gave them your phone number so <laughs> Who knows what will come of that, but uh, that's how much I believe in uh, our, our uh, Idala, Bertuna, and Kamens, and I think that uh, you would be well-served in calling them in the event of your hour of need as well. Imran, you enlightened me to an nth degree tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for you having me. got it. Kevin McCullough, we will see you tomorrow night.